0: Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real
1: life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends?
0: Let's get into the episode. Hello everybody, welcome back to another
1: season of the For The Girl podcast. Guess what, we're back. I'm Mac. I'm Ken. We're your hosts. We wow. are your hosts. We love being your hosts. We
0: do love being your hosts. It is one of the greatest honors of my life getting yes. to host the The Girl <laughs> Podcast. Is it really? <laughs> Truly, I lay That's in bed amazing. at night sometimes and just think about it, and I I lift my hands in praise about it.
1: You guys, last night we hosted a dinner party at our house. Oh, we... and from one to ten, Mac, how good was it? How much did we nail it? Uh, 29. <laughs> Literally a 29. It was so fun, you guys. It I got some amazing. tips for a good home party. Okay. One, lots of flowers from Trader Joe's. Great. Two, tall candles are a game changer. Yep. Tall you, with some small. You
0: doubted me. I doubted you did. it. You doubted me.
1: Yeah. I yep. thought it was granny-ish at first, but granny-ish. it's definitely
0: cool. Well, you know how like the gold candlestick holders
1: are super trendy in yeah. and right now with the tall candles? Yes. And then what's tip number three? Tip number three is some of the cutlery cut some (laughs) cutlery that's not the tip I was thinking about set the vibe you got to set the vibe with the music and some Frank Sinatra, some Frank Sinatra and dimmed lights, the darker, the better. If the party's starting at 7 p.m. and it's summertime, you definitely need to close the blinds. I doubted Mac on that. She was like closing the blinds. I was like, don't you love natural light? And she was like, no, trust me. And it was 7 p.m. and it literally felt like the romantic hour of the day. So it was amazing. And also another quick little tip, have little different seating arrangements, right? We had like 20 people there and we had three different areas because you can talk so much better and get so much deeper. Yes. With like small groups of people. But then we so. made
0: people rotate tables for some specific questions. It was a great night. It was night. amazing guys. Do a dinner party. Ho- you can hire to sure. us to host your dinner party. Email us. Info if at you DM us
1: and want us to be your dinner party host we will be there. First one wins. We will. Wow. Okay.
0: okay guys well we're so excited about today's episode. Today we are talking about For the Girl who has a lot of on her plate, man, this is so many of us just yes. busy, overloaded, stressed. Are um, we open up our calendar for the week, and it's just totally full? And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm yes. so stressed out about how I'm going to get this all done. Well, we're excited to bring you some encouragement, some challenge, and hopefully some ways for you to be able to get a little bit unbusy in a really healthy and positive way. But yes. before that. It is time for us to get back to 3-Minute Tea. We asked what y'all's favorite podcast segment that we've ever done was, and everybody voted on 3-Minute Tea. You know the rules. We set a 3-Minute timer. We have a topic that we dive into, and then we only get 3 minutes. When the timer goes off,
1: you're done, Kints. Yes, that's good. Okay, so our topic for today is what we spend the most money on. On. Are you ready to spill the tea? I am ready. Okay, but I'm you're going the first. Timer. You're going first. Ready, set, go. Okay,
0: I definitely spend the most money on clothes. I love clothes, you know. You know, you there's know. been some big purchases these days on all freepeople.com. You love free people. I know, I do. That's I for, good. I just, for years and years, I just have my favorite little things. You, you know, You've been
1: consistent with
0: that, which yeah, is great. Free people. And then, so clothes for sure. And then honestly, I spend way too much money on food. Yeah. Like, food. I just... I am the worst because I don't really love to buy groceries for the week and meal prep and eat the same thing week after week. I have to eat whatever I'm in the mood for and
1: you can never predict that. You, can <laughs> you can't predict, predict what that. you're going to be in the mood for. I know. For. This whole meal planning thing, it's like great. It I want to be that girl. I know, but who's predicting their food on that they're going to eat on Friday on know. Sunday? I'm I am like. know. How did you know how you were going to be feeling that soon? I know it's really sad. I think what I spend, spend money on? the most money on, yeah, food for sure. It's like I spend like 150 bucks at the grocery store every week. But then on top of that, I'm spending a lot of money eating out too. And then throwing away groceries. It's like, what the heck? You know, yep. Trader Joe's is cheap, but not cheap enough. Like, Tell them about your shopping habits. My Tell them about,
0: okay, one time Ken's and I went to New York, like Ken's acts like she's not a shopper, like that she doesn't really like to shop. But one time we went to New York, and <laughs> she it was like, let's have a shopping day. And I was like, okay, sure, let's have a shopping day. And I mean, we shopped for six or seven hours I was exhausted I was like I never want to walk in a store again but that yes. girl dragged
1: me to about six more stores I mean like <laughs> it was like literally like 2am and she's like just one more one more store I was I'm committed like I literally shop like twice a year like for real I'm not like a big shopper like you can kind of like you love like the quick little run for sure to get like a thing here oh and there. yeah
0: I'm like, if I'm going to do
1: it, I honestly hate shopping. So like when I do it, I'm just like, let's get this out of the way. Let's go stay focused. And that's why I get like so in the zone. I shop till I drop quite literally. So, you do. It's yeah. really shocking. It yeah. was, I was you like, didn't know that about I me. was like, who is this girl? Like, who are you? What have you done with my friend? Because... <laughs> yeah. It, it was crazy. crazy. Okay, wait, what else do you spend money on, though? Hmm, skincare. Skincare, that's a real
0: thing. Big on the skincare, and then I spend money embarrassingly Furniture, on... Furniture, house decor. No, I mean, when I moved into my house, I was for sure on that, but I literally haven't spent money on my house in forever, and there's just, like, empty walls and empty rooms, and I'm just kind of like, well, wow, you gave here up. we are. Yeah, yeah yeah. Furniture is like, it's just... You got to pick one or the other. Yeah. Like, you can't do it all. I think I'd rather
1: have a cute new shirt than I would a picture on the wall. That's true. What I about I spent you? a whole lot of money on my house this month. We actually had a rat infestation and uh, it cost like $500 to get rid of rats. Like who's not going to spend $500... Oh, oh. I just get into the juicy <laughs> I was, stuff. I was like zoned out literally. as you're talking about rats. But why were you we zoned I out? Know, That's so I just, interesting. Like,
0: literally, uh, like awoken, and you were talking about rats. <laughs> why <laughs> like, did you
1: zone how? out? How did this happen from what you spend money on. <laughs> like, no, the latest money I dropped was five hundred dollars on our rat impensation. and it was like, I mean, you had to spend the money. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you? That's yeah. why they're charging this much money. Oh, don't worry, everybody. The rats money are gone. Just
0: recently. Just had to fix the AC in my car, get a root canal, <laughs> uh, get a CT scan. Really excited. Okay, we're here. Okay.
1: <laughs> we're really job- We are not excited. Three minutes money. are <laughs> over. It's Three over. minutes are over, you guys. That was fun. That was super fun. Wow. Okay, should we get into this episode? Yes, it's gonna be so good.
0: Can't wait. Okay, we are super excited to be back on the mics, ready for the podcast episode, diving into our first For the Girl episode of this new season. These are our favorite ones to do where we just say, hey, for the girl who blank, 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 this is for you. And so today, this is for all of our busy girls out there. I'm pretty much guessing that this is, Pretty much everybody. Yeah, that's so true. Pretty much everybody Mm -hmm. has too much on their plate. And you know what I was thinking about the other day is it has been so interesting because we all spent the last like year and a half slowing down, taking so many things off of our plate so abruptly. But it kind of feels like now everything's kind of getting back to normal. And suddenly I've looked at my calendar and I am gone every single weekend and I have plans every single night of the week. And I feel different this time. Like my heart and soul feels different this time and I've just been Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh what do I do with this I'm exhausted and I feel Mm -hmm. like it's so different this time around and we all learned I think a lot of really healthy ways to rest and set Mm -hmm. boundaries but now it's just been like zero to 60 and we have to kind of dial it back and Mm -hmm. figure out how are we going to enter into this season where you know we can do all the things we want to do again but how do we really prioritize what matters most how do we prioritize rest and How do we leave room for God to do the unexpected? I think that's one of the most important things when it comes to having too much on your plate Mm -hmm. is you miss out on the opportunity for God to do things in those spontaneous moments because you've planned out every detail of your life. And I think sometimes when we're open, God can do some of his best work. And so I'm really excited. Um, And I think this episode for you is if perhaps recently you have just been feeling like that girl bopping from one thing to the next. Maybe you're always feeling tired. Uh, Maybe you've been a little bit short-tempered. Maybe just kind of like getting a little feisty with the people you love. Maybe you've just always been in a mood because you're so busy. And Ken's and I have been there so many times in different seasons of life. And so this is kind of like, Our go-to way to get back on track, to get back to it with what truly matters, how to feel energized, alive, free, and connected to Jesus again. So we got a process for you that
1: has worked for us, and we're excited to kind of walk you through it. So good. I love what you just said of um, how to feel energized, alive, free free and most importantly connected to Jesus again and that's what we're getting at you know we are not trying to tell you to like do less because we're your mom and just hounding you about it or whatever we really want you to experience that freedom and to feel alive and to feel re-energized and I think it's going to be really amazing,
0: and I just want to say too before we jump in, like you and I are really not the girls who are over there like all about the naps. You know, like rest is kind of trendy these days. Everybody's talking about it, and we're still the girls who like to do a lot and to like be like the first ones to say yes and sign up for things when it comes to following Jesus. But I think that. there's a, there's a really, truly a balance here. And so we're not over here saying like, quit everything and literally take naps all the time
1: and sit with Jesus for hours and hours. Like, I think these are like really practical and tangible ways to do this. Yeah. It's funny. I still think like people looking at our lives would be like, you guys, do a lot. Like, (laughs) you do a lot. And we do do a lot. We balance a lot, whether it's like our friendship, work, two different work things, and writing and trying to keep up with the socials, trying to have good friends and community and serve at church and be present at church and have time with Jesus and work out. I mean...
0: Play pickleball.
1: You love that pickleball, Corey. There's a lot happening, though, and there's a lot you will want to do, and you can make it happen. It just takes a little bit of... Prioritizing, So yeah. we're going to walk through this. It's going to be so good. We have um, four things for you. So we're going to start at the top and then just work our way through. Hopefully this will feel organized and concise and awesome. Um, but the first thing that we just want to speak about is um, what you are trying to prove Um through all of this, through your busyness. Like I remember being in college, like especially in college, I don't know why this is such a thing. It's like you want to be in and be a part and leading like a million and a half organizations because it looks cool and stuff and you want to be busy and you don't want to be too available. And so I think this is just like first things first, like the thing to identify. Like with your busy schedule, like what are you trying to prove? And like really having a hard truth with yourself of like where is this coming from and first things first I think you should just how you figure this out how you figure out what you're trying to prove I think it's important to write down everything that you do like literally just like write it down and be so honest with yourself, because um, I think you'll a lot will be highlighted through this process of like, oh my gosh, like I do that, and I do that, and I do that, like, oh my goodness. And you can ask yourself the hard questions through this process, like, are you doing them to honor, serve, and love Jesus, or are you trying to do something because you want to prove yourself to people? Mm-hmm. Are you doing something because um, you're trying to fit in, or wanting someone's attention, or wanting to look cool? Um, So after you write these things down, you've got to identify the why, like, okay, why am I doing this? What is this thing? Um, And it's probably for a lot of us, it's going to be a laundry list of things. We're going to be like, holy cow. And wow, I feel exposed by myself to myself. And uh, this process is really refining, though. And I think it has to start here. Um, It will help you like then prioritize like what really matters and what things that you can stick with and then what things you need to let go of. So this is the first part of the process to creating more rest and feeling energized, alive, free, and connected with Jesus, is to just start here, writing it down. We all love a good to-do list. And then identifying the why behind it. Um, or I meant to say we love a good list, not a to-do list. We all love a list, right? <laughs> yeah. Writing it down, seeing it on paper, because I think we can often tell ourselves a lot of lies. We're like, I don't do that much, Oh, that's not me. And then you like write it down and you're like, holy cow, I'm doing way too much. And oh, man, wait, I am doing this for the wrong reasons. And so be honest with yourself about the why and then write every little thing down and then look at it and be like, okay, which things do I need to take to Jesus and which things like is he really calling me to stick with? Yeah. And this is step one.
0: Yeah, it's so good. And I think that there's been so many moments in my own life where if I got really honest with myself, which is hard to do, it's hard to kind of stop and not just give your pretty Christian cliche answers, but really dig beneath the surface and figure out kind of the why uh, that you talk about, Ken's like figuring out, okay, what am I really trying to prove? And I know in my life, often it's been like, I want to fit in or I want to prove to people that like... I matter, or I'm wise, or I'm smart. And this has been so tempting in ministry, especially. Like, I want to prove to people why I, like... Um, why I'm good enough or why I like am spiritual enough or whatever it is. And it's kind of like when you do this, when you sit with the Lord and you figure out what you're really trying to prove, it's pretty like gross feeling. You're Mm. like, Oh gosh, like I've been signing up for all of these like ministry things because I've like outwardly on the surface wanted to appear super spiritual and wanted to appear like I serve the Lord and all these things. But when I get beneath the surface, I'm really just trying to like fit in or I'm really Mm -hmm. just trying to like, like uh prove something to people. And at first yeah. it feels like kind of gross and kind of like, oh, I hate this. But mm. I think that it's then a really cool opportunity to go to Jesus with that thing and mm. really ask God to begin to speak into it. And so yeah. that kind of leads us to our second thing. And so the first thing you're gonna do is have that hard truth moment with you and Jesus asking, What are you trying to prove? And then secondly, is to put it on the altar. Put it on yes. the altar. I love this moment in Genesis 22 where God literally asked Abraham to take his son and to sacrifice him. And can you imagine like the thing that you love most? I mean, I'm not a parent, but... But I mean, like, even if I had, Mm -hmm. if God, you know, called me up one day and said, Mackenzie, take your little sweet dog, Rosie, and go sacrifice her on the altar. I mean, I would be like, what? What in the heck, Lord? And I can only imagine that with a child, it is 10 times the emotion. But God asked Abraham to put him on the altar. And it's a really confusing moment, I think, in scripture in some ways, because why would God ask him to do that? And what's really interesting and cool, though, is Abraham responds in obedience. He packs up, you know, he packs up for a journey. They travel and he straight up takes Isaac and puts him on the altar. And it's really cool because in that moment, I love this. God says, hey, take him off the altar. Um, I've seen your faith. I've seen your obedience and um, basically says, pick it back up again and keep on going. And I think, um, This isn't exactly the equal here, but I think sometimes I feel like God is asking us, are you willing to put this thing that you've connected yourself to most, your busy schedule? And I think for all of us, it's a little bit different. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's like a job. Maybe it's a dream. Maybe it's a relationship. Whatever that thing is that's taking up so much of your time, are you willing to put it on the altar? Are you Mm -hmm. willing for God to say, hey, yeah, this has got to go. Like, this has got to end. Mm Um, and are you willing to just trust that if it's good for you, if what it's what God has for you, he'll say, pick it back up again. But if he says, Hey, Mm -hmm. this ends right here, are you willing to let it go? Are you willing to sacrifice it? And there's been two moments in my life where I've had what I would call these altar moments. Um, I think a lot of you probably know, but I used to do music in college and Yeah, It was like my biggest dream, the biggest way I spent my time, everything. And uh, I woke up one day and just really felt God kind of calling me in this of like, Mm -hmm. I just began to doubt if music was what I was supposed to do with my life. And it was kind of making me miserable. It was taking up all my time. It was making me super insecure, all these different things. And I kind of felt this moment of God saying, are you willing to lay it down? are you willing to give it up for me? Like, are yeah. you willing to like trust that that I know your heart, I know your desires, and I have really, really good things for you, even when you don't know what they are yet. Yeah. And so I put it on the altar straight up. I was like, all right, God, if this is what you say is not for me, like I give it up and I gave mm-hmm. it up. And it was one of those moments where God did not ask me to pick it back up again. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like I put it on the altar and then he was like, okay, good job, you're obedient, pick it back up and keep doing your thing. Um, I felt like God said, leave it here and keep on moving. And so that was something that was like literally put to death on the altar. But then there's been a moment in delight, actually, leading Mm. in ministry where I felt again, I just come to the end of my rope. I was overwhelmed. Mm. I was insecure. I was all of these different things doing it out of my own strength, out of my own power. And I felt like God again said, hey, put this on the altar. Like, are you willing Mm. to sacrifice this? Are you willing to walk away if that's what I ask you to? And so I went through a season of discernment where I had to put it on the altar and say, God, you know, I love you. More than I love this good thing you've given me. Yeah. And it was really hard. It was really scary. But this is one of those moments where I felt God say, after kind of that step of obedience, all right, pick it back up, Mm. pick it back up and keep moving. And what I found is when I was willing to put it on the altar, um, it really kind of cut that tie of identity that I had to it. Yeah. I think both with music and with ministry, I kind of began to tie my own. Identity into those things, totally. and so when it when it succeeded, it spoke to my identity, and when it failed, it spoke to my identity. And we're only called to get identity from whose we are, like that we are children of God. Mm. And um, so I think that what was really cool is by putting it on the altar, no matter what the outcome was, whether God asked me to pick it back up or whether God asked me to leave it there, it totally cut die- cut ties with how I saw myself in that thing. Yeah, and so I think with all of us in our busy schedule. Schedule, that moment where we choose to put it on the altar is so scary. Like, are you mm-hmm. willing to put that dream that you've had for your whole life on the altar? Yeah. Are you willing to not know the outcome of whether God's going to say, pick it back up or leave it there? Um, because mm-hmm. I think that you can find is even without that thing, that you are whole, that you are loved, that you are seen, that you are chosen, regardless of if that, you know, that hobby or that dream or that relationship stays or goes in your life. And so the put it on the altar moment is really, really beautiful because it's this moment of obedience and it's this moment of surrender that gives us new perspective on how to move forward with whether we need to keep walking in this or whether we need to let it go and
1: leave it in our past hey you guys we wanted to take a moment and share something that's so near and dear to our heart and that is delight ministries if you didn't know already mac and i actually started delight when we were in college and now it has grown all across the country and reaching thousands of college women. Basically, Delight is a women's ministry on your college campus, and you meet weekly, have worship nights, and just build Christ-centered community while in college because, gosh, that can be so hard sometimes. So if you're in college, you need to know about Delight because you can join it on your campus. If there's one, go to our website, delightministries.com, and look up your university there. Um, And if you're in high school, get excited because there might be a delight chapter on your college campus. And if there isn't, anybody and everybody could start a delight, and it is the coolest thing ever. All of our delight chapters are totally student-led and run, and it will change your life. Getting to invite hundreds of women To be a part of the kingdom of God is just the coolest thing ever. So Mac, how could you even be a part of this? Yes. If you are interested in learning about how to start a delight, all you got to do is go to our website, www.delightministries.com
0: slash start a delight and sign up there. And you will be in contact with someone from our incredible delight team so soon. You're not locked in, but trust us, you are going to want to bring this incredible ministry to your campus and watch your entire college campus begin to fall in love with Jesus. Come on. Let's start a delight.
1: Yes, that is so good. I love that you shared that. It's so funny now because we look back in remembrance of that and, you know, it was a choice of hers, right? It's a choice. We all have a choice for these things. It doesn't just happen to us. We just don't fall into these things. Like Mac had to actually boldly choose to cut that out of her life and to leave it at the altar. But now looking back, it's just crazy to see how God Mm -hmm. moves through those little moments of obedience. And you might not be able to look back until like a year or two later. And the process though is so, so worth it. So that's so good. So yeah, first things first write it all down, ask yourself like what you're trying to prove. I do think that through that, uh, that honesty, you know, when you write those things down and you're honest with yourself, I think you'll really know and be able to identify what to put at the altar. I think sometimes God like has a radical encounter with us where he's like meets you at a worship night or in a prayer morning. And he's just like, this is the thing you need to let go. And it like feels really obvious. And, um, it just like dawns on you in that moment. But I think a lot of times it happens through just being honest with yourself and like writing down the truth on a piece of paper. So lay it at the altar. And then the next thing we just wanted to speak into is prioritizing your time with Jesus. Um, when we're busy, obviously Jesus often, um, isn't the first thing we go to, um, And it's funny, I think like for a lot of us when we're busy, we like, we're like, we're busy, but we're, we're still making time for Jesus. Like I'm still making time for Jesus. I'm having a good little moment with him in the morning. Or for some of you, you're like, it's okay. But I like pray in my car, or have a moment of worship in my car. Or some of you are like, well, no, I, I have my prayer time and I read before I go to bed. And you're like, I still have time with Jesus and I'm busy. This is amazing. And I'm so proud of you for making time with Jesus. That is so, so good. But there's just a difference of like rushed moments with Jesus there's a difference of having a moment with Jesus and also having a lot on your plate. Like I can so relate to that. There's been so many moments and mornings where I woke up and I'm like, okay, I have a really busy day, but I'm going to prioritize prioritize my time with Jesus and I sit with him and I'm with him, but I'm like, just have like a clock basically happening in my head where I'm like, I've got only 20 more minutes and then I got to go. And then like it just seeps into your time with Jesus. It's just like seeping in there and you like can't even focus on the word of God. It's not impacting you. It's not speaking to you. And it just is like so, so hard. And so I think it's really, really important to actually make time for Jesus, like a good solid amount of time on your schedule, like make this a priority, make this the first thing on your schedule. I think that it'll make a huge difference when you actually leave space for him, like space for him to speak, space for him to move in your life, space for him to teach you instead of having like a little clock on your head that's like you're just like fitting them and squeezing them into your day. So mm. I think this is just like it will, you'll see a huge shift in your life, I think, when you actually make space for Him. Yeah. Um, and trust us when we say that time with Jesus is seriously the most restful way for you to spend your time. I think so often we're like, This feels like just another extra thing, but make this something that like you find rest in. Like, and if it's not making you feel restful and it's feeling like a to-do list, you need to change up the way that you spend time with him. Like maybe what you're doing and reading that intense Bible study is not what you need in this season. Or maybe you're trying to rush through reading the Bible in a year and it's just not working for you. So you maybe you need to make a shift in the way you're actually spending time with him. You need to one, make more time and more space for him, but two. Two, you might need to change up the way that you're doing it so that it's actually bringing you rest and making you feel full and feels feels worth it. I think that's really important. A lot of us spend waste time like trying to rush through a study and then all of a sudden our time with Jesus is also part of our busyness. Mm, And um, I think we can just rewrite that story really easily.
0: Yeah. So good. So good, Kens. I think that is just like the thing. I think that's the thing. I hate that when we're busy, we want to get rid of Jesus. It's like, it's like the first thing to go. I'm like, he'll understand and he will. Mm-hmm. But I think that we get it backwards because when we spend time with Jesus, I believe that we get that supernatural energy and strength to step into the things that he's really called us to. We get that Holy Spirit perspective on the things that we should be saying yes to, the things that we should be passing off to somebody else and giving other people the opportunity to step into. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was such a good word about not attaching Jesus to your busyness. That's so good. So, um. okay, so I love it. We talked so much about this whole process of how to feel energized, alive, free, and connected to Jesus again. You gotta identify what you You're trying to prove, make that list with Jesus. You got to put it on the altar, you know, trust that if God asks you to leave it there, that's good. And if he asks (laughs) you to pick it back up again, that is good too. prioritizing your time with Jesus, even through your season of busyness. And then number four, now is time after you've done all these things to begin reorganizing your life. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to stay under this weight of busyness forever. It is time to make some changes and Mm -hmm. to take all of these things that you've learned and that you've realigned and identified and put it into action. And so we have a couple of tips for you when it comes to reorganizing your life. We're not just going to throw you out in the deep end here. Um, So the first one you hear people say all the time, like, Hey, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Like you gotta like have some safety nets, all of these different things. Well, Ken's Mm -hmm. and I are believers in the opposite. Um, We think that it's actually super incredible, super powerful and super, um, such an incredible way to trust Jesus. When you literally put all of your eggs in one basket (laughs) When you go all in with one thing, rather than giving half of yourself, a slither of yourself to a million different things, literally give all of yourself to one thing that you are so confident that God has called you into. Um, when I think about seasons of ministry and seasons of life where I literally let go of everything else and put it all into one, I saw so much fruit, like yes, supernatural, unexplainable fruit. My senior year of college... I was involved in so many things. I was that girl who was involved in literally everything. It's mm. new year of college. I quit everything but delight in school. I did do school, um, <laughs> barely. Yeah. But I <laughs> um, and we, Ken's and I went all in on delight, and here we are. You know. Years later, still doing that, still living in the blessing of that season and the fruit of that season of choosing to go all in. Um, And I think there's just something about it. You don't have a safety net. You literally have to trust Jesus. What a concept! Trust Jesus. (laughs) That's true. To provide and um, to provide a backup plan if it all fails. And I think that's such an incredibly cool spot to be in. So I just ask, like, is this a season of life where you can let go of all the fluff, let go of all the extra and go all in on something that you are so confident God has called you to. Um, The second thing when it comes to reorganizing your life is, this is so simple, but I think some of us need to hear this. Seriously, start doing more of what you love and less of what you don't. Stop doing the things that you don't love. And some of yeah. you are like, okay, great. Now I have an excuse to quit school. That might not be it. <laughs> like you got to do the things you got to do or whatever it is. But I think there are some things that if we're honest with ourselves, we're doing, but we don't love. And maybe we're doing them because that's what everybody else is doing or what we think we have to do. And I think there's just something super cool about stopping to do the things that like you just feel the pressure to do to fit in or the pressure to do because somebody else Mm -hmm. expects it of you um you will feel so energized and full of life when you do the things that you love so make time and space for the things that you love um I joke about it but I really do love playing pickleball (laughs) and and it's so funny but actually gives me so much joy and so much life and like it's a way to exercise it's a way to like be with people and it literally makes me better throughout my days Like, I literally feel like I'm full of energy. I like am nicer, all the different things, Mm -hmm. because it's an outlet for me to have fun, to like move my body. And Mm. I don't know, I weirdly feel a spiritual connection to pickleball. Weird. But I do. (laughs) And it's what I love. So I make time for it. Um, And I think that's super important for all of us. And the last thing is expand your capacity by getting rid of the things that truly don't matter. Girl, do not tell me you have a busy schedule if your screen time is like five, six hours a day. (laughs) You have time. You have to cut out those things that don't matter. Instagram scrolling, TikTok scrolling is not going to give you life. We've all been caught up in it. We all have had embarrassing screen time reports. We've all been there. (laughs) Um, But I think sometimes for a season, just to realign, you got to cut it out just get rid of it and you will find that you have so much more time when you don't reach for your phone every five seconds um and i don't know it might not be social media for you it could be something else that you're kind of wasting your time on um love island some TV show, you know, like, I don't know what it is for you, but what if you just cut that out for a season and find that you actually have so much more time. And, um, I think sometimes that's just a really important thing we got to do when it comes to busy schedules is just get rid of the fluff,
1: cut out the fluff in your life. I love that. Put all your eggs in one basket. What a concept. You never hear that. For some of you, maybe it's like two baskets, two or three baskets. I don't know. You do you. But the point here is, is like narrow it down and just like put faith in the thing that God's like calling you to. Don't have a backup plan. Don't have three different backup plans. Like have faith in the one thing. I think that's like so huge. I remember having that conversation with Mac at the beginning of Starting Delight. We were over dinner and we were like, well, I was like, I was like, are you in this? Are you really going to do this thing? Like, are you all in, I need a yes. (laughs) It was like Jesus was just speaking to you Mac right he's like are you gonna say yes so anyways we went all in and we did the thing we got to see so much growth and fruit through that so that is amazing do what you love and less of what you don't love I mean I think that's so real and I waste way too much time like hanging with people doing things like like things that just don't give me life so I think that's really good expand your capacity by getting rid of things that truly don't matter I don't know, online shopping, scrolling. There's a lot that you could probably cut off your life if you actually like look at it, like do a little audit of the things that really don't matter. I think that's really important. I actually heard recently that um, our like age demographic thinks that we, we like tell ourselves that we're busy because we think we're busy because Instagram or scrolling makes us like feel busy. Like mm-hmm. just like the like just scrolling makes us like feel that way when we actually just like aren't. And oftentimes when you cut that out, you're like going to have a lot more time in your life. Yeah. So I love that. You guys, we have so many good things here. So first things first, have a hard truth moment with yourself. Like what are you trying to prove? Write everything down and then Answer that honestly. Like, what are you trying to prove? The next thing is you're going to have to put some things at the altar. Like, I don't know if it's one big thing or a couple little things, big or small. Like, start to put it at the altar. And then also, you got to be prioritizing your time with Jesus. Don't attach Jesus to your busy schedule. Like, create space for Him in your life and reorganize your life. I'm so excited for all these for for so many girls who have too much on their plate to feel free to feel alive to feel connected to Jesus again this is why we're doing it
0: and I love that we are releasing this episode like at the beginning of a new season for a lot of people like a lot of you are going back to school right now or maybe starting new jobs and what if you did this from the start I think sometimes with busy schedules we are way more reactive than we are proactive I think it's super important to like do this before it gets bad you know like make this a lifestyle rather than just always responding it's so different I think to like live from a place of rest to work from a place of rest rather than like always just resting from work when you're burnt out and exhausted and so make this just rhythms and lifestyles for you rather than just like oh I only do this when I'm exhausted and about at the end of my rope like start this now at the Mm. very beginning and I think that it'll be really really cool just to see the fruit that comes from that the life the energy the excitement and I believe that sometimes the enemy just uses busyness to distract us from our purpose the most. And I think some of you have incredible, incredible purposes and destinies that you could miss because of a busy schedule. And so do not let the enemy distract you from that. Get on that purposeful path with Jesus and don't let anything distract you from that. Because I think that, um, there are people who need to know about Jesus and it's going to happen through you. So do not get distracted from that. And we are right there with you guys and just praying for you, loving you, cheering you on. Um, we're super excited to be back with you next week for another for the girl episode. We love you so much fam. And we'll talk to you soon. Wow.